0: Verse twenty-four, Genesis thirty-two, and verse twenty-four. When you get there, say, "Man." Carl got it on the screen. You get your Bible, verse twenty-four, Genesis thirty-two. The Bible said, Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day." And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of the stye. And The hollow of Jacob's style was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be, no, be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince thou hast power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him, and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Penwell, the sun, rose, uh, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not out of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh, unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the Bible. God, I pray for the next few minutes, God, that you help me. God, that you would uh, speak through me. God, I pray, Lord, you'd speak for me. God, I pray, Lord, you'd speak to me. God, you know, uh, Lord, this is something in my heart. And I pray, God, that you'd use me now for the next few minutes, God, in my own life, God, as you have uh, taken me various places in my own life. I pray, God, that I would be a blessing. And I pray, God, that the Word of God would penetrate even the hardest of hearts. God, do your work in this place. God, I pray that you bind Satan, God, any force of the devil that would have a hindering spirit on the work of God. I pray that you be bound in Jesus' name. We claim the victory and the blood over this service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A lot of you have probably heard this story before about Jacob wrestling with God. Um, I've been thinking in and around some thoughts, and, you know, I, I have thought to myself, how many of you have ever asked God to remove a problem? You ever asked God to remove a problem? Man. How many of you have ever asked God to take away an enemy? Yeah. I've done it time and time again. I've asked God to take things out of my life, I've asked God to take problems away from me. How many of you know God sometimes does not do things like you think he ought to do? Sometimes God never takes away. And sometimes it's only for a period of time that God leaves this in your life. There's been trials in my own life and I've asked God to take them away. Maybe trials that you don't see in my own mind. Maybe problems in my own mind that you don't see and my wife don't see and my children don't see. But God sees Maybe the way I think about myself and the perception I have of my own self. How many of you know that sometimes the perception and the self-confidence in which we have ourselves can dampen the thoughts about ourselves? How many of you know that? Yes, sir. And so there's various things in my heart that I've asked God to take away from me. And God will either leave them there for a period of time or God never take them away at all. You know, I believe I believe this that sometimes the only way God can help some of us is to hurt some of us. I'm not talking about I, I'm talking about I'm not talking about a surface wound either. I'm not talking about something deep in the dark crevices of your life. Amen. That God takes sometimes this thing called brokenness to completely exile self-dependence in your life. I, I found out that sometimes God, the only way God can get my... You said, Preacher, God would never hurt me, I, 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 I beg to differ. I beg to differ. I've had people tell me, God is too loving to do that to me. Me and my wife both know that we went through trials in our life because God was trying to do something to us. Because God was trying to move us from this place to that place. And you can argue till the sun comes up and say, God would never do that. But God is a God that does whatever he's got to do to get you wherever he wants you. A.W. Tozer said it like this. I don't believe a man can ever deeply, man or woman, can ever deeply be used of God till they've been first deeply wounded. You say, would he hurt me? me, What would he be mean? No, you know this. Let's don't play mind games in the church tonight. We know that God's got our best interests at heart. But hear me, hear me. Well, sometimes I have to walk my children down to the bone. Yes, sir. But I don't want to play in the road. And sometimes God does things. You see, Jacob in our in our text that we read, Jacob had a plan, but Jacob's plan didn't go like God wanted. Jacob's plan. That's right. You see, Jacob in his life had tricked everybody he knew. Jacob in his life, he, he tricked his brother 20 years earlier, a man by the name of Esau. He tricked him out of his birthright 20 years earlier. And now in Genesis thirty-two, and verse uh, twenty-four, actually the whole chapter, verse number thirty-two, Jacob is meeting Esau for the first time in twenty years. It, it'd be kind of like me and Shane—if I cheated you out of some, I, I, I'd, I'd be worried that you'd still be mad at me, and that's what Jacob is worried about. He's worried that Esau's going to be mad at him. Esau, Bob said to the hairy man said he's a warrior. said he's a hunter. He eat meat. Somebody say man right there. Man. I mean, he killed stuff. Listen, Jacob wasn't that kind of guy. Jacob was a vegetable man. He was a soup man. He, he, he was a, a porridge kind of man. And he... God help us. And he said... I know what Esau's capable Esau's a big man. Esau's a hairy man according to the Bible. I mean, it wasn't no joke. He wasn't playing around. Esau had a temper. And he said, I'm worried that when I see Esau, that Esau's going to try to kill me. It was so bad that Jacob sent a hundred, a hundred of his flock ahead of him to try to offer a peace treaty before he ever got to Esau. You see, Jacob had a plan, but it was not God's plan. Jacob's plan was this. If Esau's going to be mad, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run. But did you know how God protects you sometimes? it hurts you to keep you from running from the thing that you need to face. Sometimes God will hurt you and break you to get you to face what you don't want to face and what you just soon run and hide away from. God, I feel good on that. Because there's plenty of times in my life that I wanted to run and God break me and break me and break me and feel like my heart shattering in my chest. But God trying to get me to face... What he knows I'm afraid of. You see, he had a plan. He, his plan was to run from Esau. But God didn't let that happen. Jacob had been using God all his life. Jacob had been using God, he had been using people all his life to get what he wanted. And I'm afraid that some of us have adopted the same mentality we use God and we use God and we use God over and over again we claim it's the blessing of God and we're just using God. But Jacob got a lesson in using God 101. That God will only let you use Him for a certain amount of time and then he'll do that thing that you don't want him to do to let everybody know whether you really love God, whether you use God. It'd have been easy for me and Jordan to pack it up and say we was done just a couple of years ago when all hell broke loose in our life. Yes, sir. It'd have been easy. That would have been the easy place to get off. That would have been the train stop. If there was ever a getting off place, that would have been the place. That would have been the time to close the doors, put a for sale sign out, and take take the sign away. God showed Jacob that you don't use God. You submit to God. You don't use God and get away with it. You must submit to God. God blesses those that submit. You know, self-dependency is a monster inside of every one of us that God is consistently trying to kill. Our self-dependency, our self-reliance—we've got this. This I got this mentality is what got us in the shape we're in. This I'm good. I got this. All I got to do is this. All I got to do is that. And that was Jacob's thought process. All I've got to do, and it's I, and it's I, and it's I, and it's I. And that's why a lot of us don't give God any more than what we give Him because it's all ours. And if we can keep it ours, we can control ours. Yeah, and God does not want ours. He wants it all given to him. He wants to be the God of our life, completely, totally, self-dependent on God and God alone. Amen. Before God will ever used a man or a woman, God will first had to break that man. God will first had to break that. Man. In my own life. Recently. Not not anywhere, physically, not anywhere. We have not been stressed out physically. But in my own spirit, God, and, and somebody else may be on that same level tonight, but in my own spirit, God has been having to break me in certain areas of my life. I mean, there's things, you know, as Brother T.J., there's things that I just look at him sometimes and say, I don't know. I'm tired of trying to figure it out. He'll say, well, what do you think so-and-so is going to do? I, I don't know. I don't even care at this point. I'm just trying to keep me somewhat dependent on God. Because there's times in my life that I've done and I've done and I've done. And God said, I will break you. Some of us in here have been broke. Some of us in here have been broke at one point in time, but picked our dependence back up. Some of us used to be self. We used to rely on God. God used to be what we we our trust was not in flesh. Our trust was not in ourselves. Our trust was not in a man. But it was all on God. And somewhere along the lines, we reached back up. One little brick at a time, and we pick up that self-dependence, and we pick up that self-reliance, and we start stacking it back within ourselves. And God is going to blow, and He's going to He's going to send the wind, and He's going to send the rain, and He's going to blow what we built back down. Right. Our homes are, in reality, our homes are in shambles because there is no dependence on God. Amen. Yeah. Our marriages are in shambles because there is no dependence on God. Our kids are in shambles a lot of times because there is no dependence that God can do His part and that we we, we have wholly given them back to God. And we must do our part we know to raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But at the end of the day, it is God and His will and His way that protects our children, protects our homes. Let me ask you a question. What do you think God's trying to do in your life right now? What do you think? The place you're at right now. I know know God didn't give me this for no reason, but I wonder where you are right now. I wonder if God's trying to send the flood. It may be emotion. It may be emotion that you cannot handle. Some of us are built that way, that we are... That our emotions overrun us so bad that we do not have the capability to tame our emotion. And the only way we can sufficiently tame our emotion is to give it to God and simply by faith and trust in a holy God that He will do His part. You may not be like that, but part of me is like that. Part of me worries on end. And I have to step back, and and, and, and my worry, sometimes I, I'm being honest and being really not. Nice, sometimes my worry breaks me down yeah. to a small individual. Sometimes my anxiety and sometimes my depression and sometimes my my overwhelmingness within inside me. I'm talking about, you see, 240-something pounds with a beard standing before you right now. But hear me and hear me well. If you looked at me as who I really was when all of that would come upon me, you would see a whittled down human being that stands before you stripped of everything that it has. Yeah. God I'm trying to break me. Some of us, God is going to break in different ways. Some, it's going to be through trials and tribulations. Some, it's going to be through hardships such as funeral homes and gravesites. One man asked me years ago, he said, do you really think God would take somebody from you? I said, if he thought that he would get my attention. Yes, sir. Without a doubt, i think you. Do you really think God would take your children, preacher? If I, if, if I didn't think that, I, I would be crazy, Brother TJ, as I'm preaching the Bible right now. I believe God uses circumstances to break us down to where our reliance and dependence is not on us anymore because in the eyes of God, it's filthy pride. Six things that the Lord had. You see. Brother Carl, why don't you put that one up there for me? That very first point. God will spend a lifetime breaking us. If he has to. You only run so far. You, you you only get so far, answer Jonah. Jonah done everything he could to get away from the voice of God. That's right. Jonah loaded up on a ship and went completely the other way. God said, Go this way. And Jonah said, I'll go that way. Jonah, a storm came to Jonah's life, but it still didn't shake Jonah to the core like God was trying to. And God'll send the rain, and God'll send the thunderstorms, and sometimes they'll get your attention. Sometimes they won't. Then God will send the great fish, such as He did Jonah, to swallow up His being. Everything that Jonah was was swallowed up in complete disaster. Can you imagine that being told total darkness? Yes, sir. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I believe. I believe all the Bible. Somebody say amen up there. Amen. Man. If that Bible would have said Jonah swallowed that fish, I would have believed that. Jonah spent more time running from God than he did in the will of God. But he, but he went after Jonah because the will of God was to be accomplished. And if God's got a plan for you, there's no sense in running because the breaking process, you might as well submit. You might as well give in. You might as well give it on because the breaking process is going to kill you. God will spend a lifetime breaking some of us if he I'm a firm believer and I've told Jordan this, I'm a firm believer in God. He's probably gonna spend most of my life doing stuff to me. Right. And it's not a good thing. It's not something I'm looking forward to. But you know who I know better than I know you? That's me. Now, I admit, I I, I want to submit to you that it is scary. Because some of us have so much self in us that God has to do this to reveal how much flesh we really have. You know, during this time, there's no doubt in my mind. Jacob, the Bible said that God asked Jacob his name. God asked Jacob his name. No doubt in my mind that right then and there he said, my name is Jacob. The word Jacob means replanter. It means conniver, It means trickster. And right then and there he understood. He rehearsed in his mind I'm a liar. I'm a trickster. I'm a conniver, I'm a deceiver. And all my life this is what I've done and God has had to bring me here to break me. You see, God will reveal how much flesh you've got in you in trials. Yes, sir. You know, I've heard a lot of people paint a picture out. Oh, Jonah, he's sitting around. He's involved in an all-night prayer meeting. He's trying to get a hold. I'm going to do, like do like Jacob. I'm going to get a hold of God tonight. I'm going to hang on to the horns of the altar. I'm going to hang on to God. I ain't going to let God go. Don't you listen to me? That night, over on the other side of that river, God grabbed Jacob. God jerked Jacob up by the nape of the neck in the middle of the night. So bad, so that did Jacob didn't even know who, he, who that was. Yes, sir. Jacob was already a nervous wreck. Jacob was already scared for his life. And the Bible said he went over on the other side of that brook. And God, the one that led him, became his opponent. You see, it wasn't Jacob going over there and wrestling God for a blessing. You're not going to sit around and wrestle God all night long until out of nowhere He sprinkles gold dust on you. God became the aggressor and God went after Jacob and said, Son, I am going to change you. I am going to break you. Isn't it amazing that God... The merciful one can turn into the aggressor without proper submission to the mercy. Jacob is now facing a man that he has no idea of the magnitude of, of, of his strength and, 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 the, and the, the multitude of. Of how great he is in the things at his disposal, that he could literally destroy Jacob in an instant. Yes, sir. Find it amazing that they wrestled with him all night. Now, many of you know that if God wanted to snuff Jacob out in the first 30 seconds, yeah. then he could have. Now, what does that mean? What does that tell us that? That God would spend all night with Jacob for what? He loved Jacob so much that he wanted to show Jacob, Jacob, Jacob was strong, and Jacob wrestled God. I mean, he he, he literally all night long he wrestled God. I'm not talking about the WWE stuff, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you I can't even I can, I couldn't wrestle for two minutes right now I mean if we got in a scramble brother TJ's going to win because brother TJ's going to outlast me no joke The the wind within... And listen, but Jacob had such an intensity in his soul that he was going to beat whatever came against him that he was going to beat. Then he wrestled. And he wrestled. And he wrestled. And he wrestled. And God just kept it up. And He just kept wrestling. And it just kept rising. God just kept rising. You know what that tells me? That God loves us so much. He's so long suffering. And in our ignorance, when we fight against him, he's going to do everything he can to make sure that we know that he knows who we really are. And that he can break us. Next question. Wonderful. Is God trying? Is God trying to break you? Is God trying to move you from point A to point B? Is God trying to make you in the person that He wants you to be? Is the struggles in your life right now, maybe, maybe nobody knows about you. Maybe there's nothing... Maybe there's nothing nobody knows about. There could be an addiction in here that nobody knows about. There could be a man struggling with some stuff in here. There could be a woman struggling with some stuff in here, nobody knows about. It's good, it's hid, nobody knows. It's in the closet. Nobody knows that skeleton's still hanging, and, and you know it, and God knows it. and That's the only two that know it. But God is trying to break <clears throat> down that door. Yes, sir. Yes. Get what's here now. You know, I found out this that God wants to deal with my emotions. <coughs> <laughs> Trap. Do you know that God wants to deal with my emotions? Did you know that God wants to deal with my doubts and my fears? Because I don't doubt and I don't fear in the spirit. I do it in the flesh. And every time a trial comes my way, God lets me know where I stand. God let Jacob know that night how much his flesh was controlling his life. You know, Some of us in this room are flesh-driven more than we are spirit-driven. Some of us are more flesh-driven than we are spirit-driven. We're going to spend all our life fighting against God. We're going to spend all our life wrestling against the Almighty and going against the will of God. For what? For what? When we can submit now and let God use us now. Why would we keep fighting? Because our natural propensity is to go against anything that comes against us. It's instinct. It's the law of man. If somebody black your eye, you're going to do what you can to black theirs. It's how we work. We do an eye for an eye and a tooth for two. tooth. If somebody gets after us, we are getting after them. Yeah. God revealed His power to Jacob that night. Number two, God will bless we ask in brokenness. God will bless as we ask in brokenness. Look what the Bible said. Verse 28, He said thy name shall be uh, be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed, Jacob asked he said, Say it, tell me I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after thy name? Look right here. And he blessed him there. I want you to picture this with me. Brother teacher? I want you to play that piano. <clears throat> I want you to picture this with me. Jacob is now God Come here. God is wrestling with Jacob all night long. God literally takes His hand. And he puts it on the hip of Jacob. And he throws Jacob's head completely out of joint. Jacob can't run anymore. That's right. Jacob can't hide anymore. Jacob's doing good to crawl. Jacob's in pain all the time because God had to break him. But Jacob's pain was worth it to Jacob because when Jacob got broke, Jacob got blessed. And sometimes the only way your blessings ever gonna come is when God's and when God's hand reaches way down and does something you never thought he would do. It seems like it hurts you. And that day Jacob Jacob gets up from that place and he has to call somebody to help him, Brother Tim. Because he's now, he can't put any, he can't put one ounce of pressure on that leg because it's been thrown out of joint. And that day he goes and meets Esau. He ain't walking. <coughs> he's limping. Right. That day that he was going to meet the man that he had done so wrong, he's now limping. And, 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 and he's on a staff, and he's all hogged over that staff, and he's he's limping. But he's got a different countenance on his face than he did 20 years ago. Right. He's now sorry for what he done. God help us. He's now sorry that he was so full of himself, that he was so full of his trickery and his and his craftiness and his lying and his deceit that God would break him and and bust him up. that, That God, when he busted him up though, was doing it for a reason. Yes, sir. It's a fact that God sometimes will bust you up. Just so he can use your busted, and broken self for somebody else down the road that needs to see you broke and busted. The Bible said in chapter number 33 that he saw when he saw Jacob hobble, he saw Jacob hobble on his thigh. He run to Jacob. He fell on him and kissed his neck. That don't sound like a mad brother no more. And I'm going to tell you something. That it never took place in the life of Jacob if God hadn't got him in the dark. If God hadn't got him in the secret place where there wasn't nobody. If God hadn't arrasted him around and, and jerked him around and let him know that he had too much Jacob in him. You know, the end of the story is this. He's trying to get all the Jacob out of me and all the Jacob out of you. He said, no more Jacob. No more Jacob. Oh well, brother Tyler, wouldn't it be good? Me and you get old. And we grow older in faith. And we grow older with the Lord. Well, wouldn't it be good if we ever come to that point in the darkness? If God finally get all that out of us, you'd say, No more Lee. No more, Tyler. No more. Well, that wouldn't. Would be a good day if my children could walk in my home and they wouldn't see no more Lee. They wouldn't see no more Jordan. They would see who God made us to be. They would see who God broke us into being. And our brokenness is what God is looking for. Our busted mess is what God's looking for. He's not looking for us to be big and strong and tall. He's looking for us to lay prostrate before His feet in humility and say, I need you, God. We've lived so long with pride in our heart. Pride of our lives. Pride of our, our church life. The pride, Listen, this, this suit don't mean a hill of business. My, my, my clothes don't matter. What my, look, this, this is a beautiful church. I praise God for the wonderful work that God is doing here, but this place is not the end of the line. It's a place where you and I come, but God is trying to get us in that dark place to break us. To break us out of our religious, religion. To break us out of our formality. To break us into a relationship. Into an intimate one-on-one. He said, I have seen God face to face. Brother Tim, I don't believe there'd be any more greater accomplishment in my life And one night in the middle of the night all by my that God got so real to me that I'd wake up and I'd say, I've seen God. I could feel the breath of the Almighty breathing on me as me and Him toiled in the night because I needed my pride killed. I needed myself out of the way. My children don't need Lee. My children need God. My babies don't need a daddy that's full of Leah. My babies need a daddy that's full of God. They don't need a mama that's full of Jordan. They don't need a mama that's full of our heritage and where we come from. They don't need a, a daddy with a with a riding's heritage. They need a daddy with a godly heritage that loves God, that's sold out to God, that knows He's nothing. And God's in nothing. I wonder tonight, I wonder tonight, would you be like me? Maybe you're on this road that I'm talking about. I've been on this road for some months now. I've been on this breaking process for some months. It's It's been tiresome. It's been hard been jerked around and messed up. But I wonder if be anybody here you'd come up with me. You just want God to get you to where He can. Where to you you. May not everybody, may not nobody in this world see your name in any bright lights. But i tell you what, God had a little church on the sidewalk He could use you. Then he could take your life. He could separate you. He could use you. Would you You ever head back?